What's up, everyone? It's Kristen here. Time for another episode of Tequilaing Time. Um, so it is Labor Day 2020. Um, holiday weekend, long weekend is all done. We're getting ready to go back to work. Um, I spent my Labor Day literally snuggling with Davey all day because it was just so much fun and so needed. Like, it was great. I went and had a little get-together with my girls. Um, we went to Kristen's house. Had a fun time. She made us tacos. We dressed up in costumes for no good reason at all, but just because we wanted to. And um, got together, had some drinks, had a bonfire, and it was great. I just... Love getting to love on them, especially her, because I don't get to see her as often where she does live a little bit away. Um, had some family time with my dad and my mom. Um, got to see both families, do cookouts with both of them. So it's been a good weekend. It's been a fun time. Um, Friday, your girl here had a date. And I will say it went very well. Um, we are one date down, one date on the books to be had tomorrow. So, you guys, this one might date, break the third date curse, she says, after one date. But we're feeling hopeful. We're feeling quite hopeful. So, more to come on that. Just a little update in my life. Trying to think of something crazy, ridiculous, stupid, funny I did this week. Uh, <laughs> I really can't think of anything. Honestly, I've shown and heard, listened, made, everyone listened to. I don't know. How do you make somebody, you show someone a picture, you tell someone a story. How do you blank someone a sound clip? Like, what do you do? Do you play? I play. <laughs> That's what you do. Well, here it is. Here's the dumb thing I do this week is trying to figure out the word play. Um, I've played me trying to say the word meteorological that I still don't say right, but I'm just rolling with it now, um, a 17 million bajillion times because it cracks me up every time. And, um, yeah, that's about all I've done. I've shopped, I've drank, I've hung out with friends and family, you know, the huge. Here we are for the whole huge living, loving, learning yeah um pop culture do 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 literally y'all when I say pop culture I say that like I know a lot of it I don't I know what's going on on with Taylor Swift and that's about it honestly she's not the only person that there is a new season of keeping up with the Kardashians that's about to start so I'm on that I'm on top of the Kardashians. The Kardashians and Taylor Swift, which is very odd to stand both of them with the whole, like, Kanye gate and all this. But it's cool. We're here. We're rolling with it. Um, What else do we have going on? I framed my Taylor Swift CD, so the journey is over. It has made it to its wall where it will hang for the rest of its life and just be honored Every single day, like it should be. And 
that's where we are, guys. We're here and doing the damn thing. Um, Big Brother. Yes, let's talk about Big Brother for a second. I got some very disheartening news on my Big Brother app about something that could be happening, and I'm going to need... First off, no spoilers because I get these from a spoiler account because I'm obsessed and I love it and I need to know what's happening there every second. But if what's happening is what they've got planned, I will be distraught. Heartbroken, distraught, I can't. I will not make it through this. And I will just need you guys to be here for me to support me next week if this happens. Um, my, my boy, I don't know why he's going to do this, but he is, but let's just hope that that's not what happens. Um, I even had to like hold on to Davey and just like hug him for a second because I needed that emotional support because it's going to be rough guys. It's going to be a rough time. Um, Taylor Swift, big brother. It's really it y'all. No one's got any. Um, Lauren Elena has a new album coming out, and I'm going to make a point to listen to that this week and give you guys, like, a review next week. Um, because, A, I love her. She, I think she's just a little sweetheart. I loved her on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, duh. I can say she's a little sweetheart because I met her. We'll tell this story. So, um, my little brother, we had a... Um, We went to a concert. It's called Acoustic Jam, and it's a bunch of, like, country artists, and they all get together, and they sing acoustically, obviously. And um, at the end, I told my little brother, I was like, come on, let's go stand out here. That's where all the tour buses were. And he's like, no, I don't want to stand there. It's cold, blah, blah, blah. We got to meet so many artists that came out there to get on their tour bus because it was a very small show. Like, it was at an opera house, so it was a small venue anyways, And we got to meet so many. So we met Easton Corbin, Jared Neiman, um, the guy from Thompson Square, and we met Lauren Elena. And she was the most precious thing ever. So we were actually there for my brother's birthday. And I said, hey, it's his birthday. She swoops him up in her arms and just starts singing happy birthday, which she has a voice of an angel to Carson. And he was in second heaven. He loved it. And she was just the sweetest thing ever. And I love her. So I want to listen to her new album. And I think it's a post-breakup album. So, you know, we're here for that. We're here for the post-breakup jams. So what am I drinking today? I'm drinking a tequila lime crush and I'm feeling it. I'm going to be real honest with y'all. I am feeling it. (laughs) It's strong. So this should be a fun episode. And what also is going to make this a fun episode is we have some guests on today. You know, we love to spend our time with um, some friends. So today we have Chasen, Harley, and Jose. They are some men. We found them, (laughs) y'all. So it's time for them to give us their opinion on dating, what us girls are like in the dating world, what we're doing to them. Like I told them, don't hold back because I don't hold back. So I don't want them to hold back. They're going to give us the tea on dating from a male perspective. So let's get ready to meet them. For a pretty long time now, actually, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like a hell of a long time. Yeah, because um, cause we've been friends. I've been friends with your brother since we were like nine or ten. So, um, yeah, but I guess I'm from Spain. We moved here. I'm here to the United States um, when I was around eight. And, um, yeah, no, I'm, we're, we're in grad school. Actually, we're all three in grad school. Um, and, yeah, so the, the basics on Jose. Perfect, perfect. All right, who's next? <clears throat> uh, my name's Harley. I, uh, I go to school with Jose. We've been friends for a couple years. Kind of lived all over. Um, I wouldn't really say I'm from anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, just kind of hanging out and living. Oh, actually, well, well, I'll let Chasen go, and then I've got an idea. Okay, um, hello. I'm Chasen. Um, I was born and raised in Lexington, so I'm, I'm still back at home. Um, it's, it's pretty nice to be here. Thanks for having us. This is my first time on a podcast. So, you know, I got, I got a little bit of the the pre-show jitters, but, uh, I think we're going to have a good time. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. We're just a fun, we just hang out and talk and shoot the shit about anything. And I basically every week just come to a realization this is my therapy for myself. So. Let this be your therapy session if you need it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, some Labor Day therapy. I'm here for it. Absolutely. Um, so, Jose, what was your idea? You said you had an idea. Oh, Let's well, I was going to say, we could all say, like, something, like, a little bit of our personality so, like, people can kind of get a picture of, like, what kinds of dudes we are. Perfect. Um, well, I guess... Fuck, I didn't think this far ahead. Yeah, exactly. You got me by yourself. You came up with the idea. Maybe we should describe each other, or should we just actually... Here, we'll just let you ask the questions, and then I'm sure that'll... We'll get our responses. Yeah, maybe I'll get it too Okay. That works, that works. All right, so on here, guys, we have talked about dating. Um, We've talked about dating apps, relationships, pet peeves, you name it. So I guess I will start out with, are any of you guys on any apps like Bumble, Hinge, Tinder? Let's put it all out there. I got a Tinder. Yeah. I, yep, got a Tinder I also have one. And a Bumble. I used to have okay. a Bumble. I've just recently gotten rid of Bumble. I used to have a Bumble and a Hinge. So I used to have all three, but not now I only have Tinder. I have Hinge downloaded, but I don't use it very often. Like I have friends that okay. use it. It's where you go when you're trying to find a wife. Yeah. Really? Apparently yeah, that's, 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 that's what they designed say. to be deleted, you know, shameless plug. But, yeah, no, I don't know. I, if anything, out of all of them, I use Tinder the most. Yep. And it's, and it's not even, like, I don't know. To me, it never really amounts to anything. It's just something I do. Okay. So, that's super interesting because, so, all three of you guys use Tinder the most. I have Bumble and Hinge, and I do not use Tinder. Like, I think that's so funny that the girl has the opposite of what you guys have. So, why do you all prefer Tinder over the other two? It's familiar. Yeah, I feel like it's had yeah. the longest amount of time to work its kinks out. Yeah. Tinder's been around for, I mean, what feels like all of college. Fucking six years, if not Hinge, seven. Yeah, Hinge and Bumble, I feel like we're are relatively Hinge, new. Hinge came out like a year and a half ago. Yeah, dating apps. Bumble was somewhere in the middle. I definitely, I've used mm-hmm. all three of them. I definitely have used and, like, matched and met up with people and, like, from all of them. I like Bumble because, like, it takes the pressure off the dude having to say some shit. Because I tell you what, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I don't know how to start. Like, it is what it is. That is true. I have 
I will say that the the opener the opening line it does put the pressure on the women. I'm like, what do I say that will be not cheesy but not too like annoying but not like get lost in the wayside? So if you guys have to do that all the time, I feel for you because that is hard. Um, and Tinder has been around for a long time. Tinder, I was on Tinder when I was like in beauty school, so like. 2012 so it's been around for Damn, a has, it, has it been around for that long <laughs> yeah Shit. okay you I didn't have to make me sound so old but yes it, it has that's crazy that was totally that's crazy to think about i know yeah yeah so it has been around for that long it has changed a lot because i did do a brief little stint with tinder but i deleted it i'm sorry to say that i feel like tinder is a dumpster fire but I, like I said, I mean, agree. I... Yeah, yeah, you do hear the horror stories. Yeah, it's and it's, and it's, it's like, the reality, yeah. you know. It's a very bold people. Oh, I have. I don't have any Tinder horror stories. Um, the only time that I ever met up with someone from Tinder, I went to lunch with him, and he was like an hour late, but I still got a free lunch out of it. And then we never talked again. So that's my only Tinder story ever. Damn, Damn. whole hour. <laughs> yeah, but like I've been like, here I feel we like are. I've been late like I've I've been late a couple of times but like an hour's never, yeah an hour is just like substantial yeah. like I guess the first date off Tinder you usually don't like go in the same car which you know really kind of tests how much you want to be there for that person an hour late I don't think I would probably made it past twenty minutes and like this I is, got up and left yeah it's not worth my time so like, all right well. Well, I was in beauty school, so really, I was just like, well, cool, I'll just sit here and keep drinking for an hour before I, like, go back to school. <laughs> Hell yeah, I mean, get a good drink yeah. out of it, and you said you got the meal, so. Win's a yeah. win's a win, yeah, um, absolutely. That's a, that's a win. Right. A win's a win. Um, so, cool, so you all are all on apps. Is there something in a profile that makes you swipe right over left like every time what is like your dead giveaway yes i'm gonna swipe right on this i don't know if there's really any one Bro, individual just, thing. There's, definitely, there's definitely no's like it definitely yeah, just yeah there's quick no's yeah definitely like, more no's than actually like when yes they automatically got like political stuff on their profile yeah. like immediately that's like no. That for me is a turn off. Like, I don't trust the I single picture accounts either. If they only oh, have yeah. one picture, mm-hmm. I don't care what the picture is. And I don't it, trust that. And honestly, if girls got bad teeth, because I don't have bad teeth, like I appreciate a good set of teeth. Like I feel like there's a little bit of wiggle room. I mean, sure. I don't have perfect teeth. But, but there's a limit. There's a yeah. hard limit. You nobody, know where the line is. Nobody wants like, a, a snaggle tooth, but you know. It doesn't have to be veneers or anything. Or so if, like, a chick is, like, her first picture is with her, with a dude, like, regardless of who the dude is, that's almost an immediate left almost every time. Nah, I would say or that's actually, the case for me. I find myself swiping left on a lot of girls that start their, like, first picture in a group photo, too. Yeah, no, that's always like, just, like, if it's automatically, really, if I don't know which one you are, I'm just, like, like left. No, it's kind of like a little mini game. You get to look through them and try to, like, piece <laughs> the face together and be like, ah. It's like, oh, wait, it's, it's got to be the middle one, because yeah. she's commented to the three and the other one isn't there so like it's gotta be that one you know but fuck that no it's not clear left that so that's really interesting um that lined up with a lot of so i did polls on like um some different facebook groups that i'm in and like my instagram and a lot of people said the very same thing 
Um, the teeth one is my huge major thing. Like, if I can't look you in the like, look you in the eyes, but let's be real, like you're gonna look at someone's mouth. Um, if I am disgusted by looking at you, no, we're done. Nope, can't do it. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm gonna be trying to like make out with you, so I, I no, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yep, that's fair. And actually, a solid no. Oh, um, what I said about the group photo is like I ain't here to play a game of um, guess who. Like I'm, yeah. So that's really interesting. So, um, what are Okay, so let's go here. What opening lines on Bumble do you respond the most to or do you respond the least to? I'm going to be real honest with you. Anything goes. Like, girls, okay. like, have you have no pressure on Bumble. Like, if you say anything to me, that's good enough. I don't give a shit if it's a hi, a hello, like, an emoji. It doesn't matter. Like, the fact that you initiated is good enough. That's a green light. Um, I don't know. Usually, I don't respond if someone just says, hey, but, like, I, I usually, if they send, like, a nice compliment or, like, um, or if they mention something about a specific photo that I have posted, then I'll usually respond, but, like, if it's something, like, super bland and, like, like, super, yeah, pasty white, like, I'm not about it. It's really not that hard to, like, make you know, a first message that has some substance to it. Comment about yeah, you know, exactly. one of the pictures yeah. or like something in a bio. You, mm-hmm. there, there's if, if you come at it with just a hello, you're definitely not trying like yeah. at all, bare minimum. Oh, that's another thing we didn't mention earlier about like bios. Like I usually like seeing like a little bit of a bio. Like it doesn't even have to be much, just like something to at least start the conversation. I rarely it, ever will like click on the account to read the full that bio. Like I'll read the first couple lines whenever you can see in the preview, but that's good enough. You know, yeah, usually the first few lines and then the pictures is really, it's really all I'm getting. Okay, I feel that. So we're going to go a little, um, I'm, I'm going to come, come at you guys a little bit. Okay. So. Great. First off, I'm going to put it in as a, as a girl, a lot of guys will turn things immediately sexual. Yeah. Yep. Is that something that happens to you guys, or do you feel like that is a good tactic for you to do to a woman, or for a woman to do to you? Depends what you're going for. I guess, um, yeah, it's a very situational. Mm-hmm. Actually, ironically enough, I feel like I've gotten more sexual approaches from women on Bumble than I have on Tinder. Huh. Yeah, because I saw. I remember you saying that you used um, Bumble and Hinge more than Tinder, and I don't know what it is about that, but yeah, usually their girls respond better to, you know, not sexual messages on Tinder, versus on Bumble they're usually more freaky. Definitely. Because like you're never gonna <laughs> hit, you're never gonna hit a dude with some freaky shit and him be upset with it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like Even if he's not into it, he's still yeah, going to be like, Yeah, even if he's not yeah. into it, he's going to see what happens. He's going to see if you get some pictures at the very least. Like, you don't know. Like, you just got to try. The girl definitely has all the so, power yeah. in that place. You guys, she, you she guys hold drive all the conversation. The power. Like, wh- whatever you want to do is what's going to happen for the most part when it comes to that kind of shit. So. Okay, that's so interesting. But, um, oh. So, I, Okay. So I get that. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like just learning so much. I'm like, mm, like it's gonna be hard for me to interview because I'm just taking it all in. 
So, yeah, like you said, Jose, I tend to get more sexual, like, messages through Tinder. Like, I feel like that was just everything. Now, on Bumble, they're, like, hit or miss. But um, to go off of that, I feel like in my point in my life, I have been only swiping on people who say they want a relationship. Now, that doesn't weed them out completely, but it does cut cut down on that so I feel like it does go with where you guys said it's more of a situation kind of thing like if you're just looking to hook up a sexual message cool boom we're done like but that's interesting so I get irrationally angry when I get sexual messages and I don't know if that's just me and like you said other girls or in the situation it can be taken different. Like, I know if I've been swiping after I've been at Two for Woods Margarita Night, I'm sure that I'm a little more loose with that rule. But, um, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I guess, um, um, well, I guess it too, like, it depends on, like, the audience. Because, like, if I swipe right on, I guess it's, like, you judge the profile too, right? Because, I mean, yeah. if you see, um, I guess, it is important. yeah, if you see a super pure looking profile versus a more scandalous profile i feel like for me i'm gonna um i'm not gonna send a super raunchy message to the pure looking profile you know i mean yeah it's like horse girls versus chicks that are in like you know stripper shoes and got their tits hanging out in the profile like you know what you're looking for when you're on there it's not rocket science like so i guess that goes back to the whole swiping on what you like and what you don't like that is very then, true. I guess that poses the question of, um, like, no, never mind. I think I'm, I'm thinking too far ahead. Okay. Well, we might get there. Um, I don't even want to know where that was going. <laughs> I could only imagine. <laughs> so, is there anything that makes, that a girl can say to you that makes you, like, angry or feel disrespected or, like, a like a pet peeve. Hmm. That's that's a hard one. Oh no, I got a lot of pet peeves. Honestly, most of the conversations that I have on Tinder and stuff, they really like they only last a couple days and then you know, either one of us stops replying or you know, whatever yeah, the case may be. It, yeah, usually just fizzles out. <clears throat> I don't uh I don't often think I end my conversations with people I match with on like a sour note. It just kinda like Stops. fades away, yeah. yeah, and then whatever they might unmatch you and then rematch, you know, a couple of days or a week later or whatever, and then you have pretty much the exact same conversation yeah. or something, you know, maybe building on the conversation you had last time. But I don't know. Usually, nothing really substantial ever comes out of the conversations to get to a point where, you know, one of us would be offended by something. Never. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is all so interesting. Um, so let's see. I had a list of questions. Let's pull one of these up. Um, let's see. Is there anything that... I'll just ask a general question. Is there anything you see out of other like couples, like as single men that you see that you're just like, God, if I ever... Or when I get a girlfriend, like I do not want to do that. I... I'm just shocked at how normal it is for people to go through each other's phones. Like, that shit's just fucking stupid. Like, really you is. should have trust enough to not have to go through each other's shit. And yeah. if you don't even have mm-hmm. that, 
if like you don't have that small base of level of a thing, then it's just not gonna work. Yeah, it's a slippery gonna, slope though, bro. I mean, yeah, you just you could you just get dipped super easily, just, and then you're just, oh, just like, way, way in like deep. you just have to be in tune with what's going on, and like it should be pretty obvious if shit's messed up versus you know needing to actually look through a phone. Like it shouldn't be that hard to figure out. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people want to ignore the obvious signs that they see to try to, and then they go know, and they see what they it confirms it their actions, and they're fucking destroyed by it, mm-hmm. and then there's never any trust. They still try to make it work, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I feel like if you're going through someone's phone, like you're just setting yourself up to get hurt because obviously you know that there's a reason why you're doing that, and you're just—it's just—it's uh, an emotional like you're just. You just know you're going to find something, and you're like, man, I just hurt my own feelings because I did that myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's um, also, too, like, putting the, like, fear that may not even exist. Mm-hmm. Like, you're automatically creating paranoia for something that might not even be a problem. True. Yeah. You might subconsciously plant some seeds, and then tricky. it turns into a, a yeah. whole thing that yeah. was nothing. Because you just trick them. Okay, I do have a question that just came to me that I, I seriously like. I think it was a, little, a couple episodes ago. What is casual dating? It's not a thing. It's not real. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's what I said. I was like, you're either dating or you're not. So you guys don't say, oh, I'm just looking for something casual. Um, no, I've definitely, I definitely think that like. I'm on, no, I, I disagree with Harley on this end, like... I do, too. Like, there definitely can be, like, where you've got little flings, because, like, you have to figure out what you what you like in a person, and, like, if you tie yourself down, you're already giving yourself, like, super strict boundaries, and, like, I see... I guess we grew up in a small town, and I see so many people that, like, get tied off, mm-hmm. like, right after high school, and, like, they haven't even gotten to explore all the other possibilities, well, it's just because people aren't willing to see the problems in their own relationships and decide they should end. Just because you put a label on it doesn't make it more complicated. You complicate things. It does make the it easier to get hurt there. when you do that commitment, though. But, like a casual dating thing, like you're having fun and, you know, getting to know each other. But if you or her were to, you know, yeah, sneak but you behind can, closed you doors, say, you're not going to be as hurt as much as you would be like, oh, this is my what you super want, deep girlfriend but, relationship. like... You, it still, it would still hurt you. It would still be, it you would still yeah. be fucked up off of it. Like you wouldn't be okay with yeah. it. Yeah, the core of your person. But it's like, like you hear. Those, so it is what it is. You hear those stories of the people that are engaged for like eight years, and then like they get married, and then within the first year of getting married, they like get a divorce. That's because they're under the delusion changes. that the marriage is going to fix things. That's just like people that get a, have a kid to fix the relationship. It's just doomed to fail. And I'm sure they wish that that thing was more casual and they could just kind of leave it be. It's as casual as you want to make it. You could say you're in a relationship and then just be like, but it's like we're open to doing things. Like this isn't, we're not restraining each other. But if you won't admit that you're at least in a casual relationship, that word is important because it it implies a certain level of like understanding, I think. But using that word implies that it does exist. Yeah, because it does. You can't say it doesn't. Like maybe if it's you know it's like restrained to a couple weeks, but anything past a month, that's that's something. It's, mm-hmm. something. it's not just screwing around. I don't know. Some and people really have... be on some deep psychological games like that. You never know. That's some like, that's like saying like that's saying that dating is black and white and it's all bunches of grays. I mean, you, there's like, there's definitely a point where you get to black. Sure. You can almost say I, I'm not shades. saying. I'm not saying it's a fucking. It's, <laughs> nice. it's one or the other. 
on a whole, but at a point it is. Like you can be casual for a, you know an amount of time, but after that. Okay, so I'm going to. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of play the devil's advocate here. So, would you say that casual dating is similar to like a talking phase or like the pre phase before exclusivity? Or is a relationship only when you guys are exclusive? Or can you have like a non exclusive? I would say non exclusive and casual are pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it could, yeah. could fall into like that talking mm-hmm. period, but. I would say there's definitely a, a line between being exclusively a couple yeah. and like you hit a point talking or like ca- yeah casual dating yeah. or something. There's definitely a line. Okay, now here is my thought because I literally just did a whole episode on how I think that the talking phase um, can be drawn out a little bit, and I kind of go with. Um, I'm sorry, I can't remember whose voice it was, but whoever said that it's like, like I feel like you know, when you know, you know, and you should be in a that relationship. Was me. That's that was, how yeah, I that kind of Harley. go with it. Harley. Okay, Harley. So I've got, I'm kind of more siding with you on this issue, on this thing. I feel like sometimes that talking casual relationship can be used as a I'm gonna have like a hold on you. But if something better comes along, I have an That's easy out. Yeah, we definitely we, we definitely know some people that, like, play that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... I would say the flip side to that is that maybe you could have, like, you know, some commitment issues or something where you're you're not really wanting to pull the trigger on that because you don't yeah, want to get I hurt. Too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you like them enough to want them to, like, be the one person in your life. You know what I mean? It just kind of, you have to warm up to the situation to be able to be vulnerable, but it could very easily be kind of transformed into this like manipulative thing where like you do have a hold on somebody. It's a very right? slippery slope. Yeah. It's, it but I would been. say there's definitely two sides to that conversation. Yeah. But I would say more often mm-hmm. than not, it leans towards the negative. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're like at least, probably right. you know, 70, 30 split negative to positive. Okay. That's, this is this is also interesting to me. Like I literally have thoughts in my head of what I want to ask next, and then you guys say something. I'm like, that's a really good point. And that thought just like goes out the window. Um, let's see here. So, what is it that makes you guys say like? Do well. I'll start with this. Do you guys feel like you're at a point in your life? Like we said, one of you is 24, and then we've got like 22, almost 23, and 22. Are you guys looking for something that you would like to see, like, have a future? Or are you more just, like, into the position where you're open to, like, these casual, open, not serious relationships? I would say I'm definitely, uh, like, I'm almost, I guess, 24 is kind of like your mid-20s. I'm not really sure what the cutoff is. But Mm -hmm. I definitely, like, now that I'm getting done with college and I'm about to be in, you know, the real world and stuff, I'm definitely at that point where I'm ready to you know, commit to something bigger than like a summer fling or like, you know, your high school crush or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I feel like we're kind of at that age where it's, it's the turning point where those that have someone, you know, kind of start that next chapter with them. And, you know, those who don't may or may not be looking, but it's definitely something that's in the back of your mind, regardless, I guess, of what you're looking for. But personally, I would say I, I definitely am kind of in getting more into the mindset of like 
I'm not really looking for like who's that hottest girl at the bar that I can take home. It's more of like what is your personality and like how do you mesh with me on like a metaphysical level and a physical level and like all you mm-hmm. know all types of the the deeper side of how things go. Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely on like almost the flip side of that because like where. We're like he said, we're in grad school, we're gonna be like we're all going different places and stuff and like we don't know like at least I don't know where like the next chapter of my life is gonna be. And so I don't wanna tie myself down to someone specific. But but I am not gonna lie, it would be nice to like have someone to like go with that through you with you through that. But like who knows who you might meet or what like what's gonna happen. And I feel like there we've we're gonna live we've got plenty of time to live and and, we hope 2020 has been been a rough year but i feel like the 20s is that time where you get to figure out who and what you're into and then just go with it from there i mean i would agree i wouldn't say that i have any kind of real plan i have no idea what i'm doing i don't know what i want but um, okay i guess i'll know it when Um, i see it and that's uh that's what I'm running with. Okay. So this one is kind of off the topic of where we've been at, but it kind of rolls with it. Do you guys feel like um and I'm gonna I'm gonna just take the high road assumption here that you guys are all the quote nice guys. Do you guys feel like you have to work extra hard to um kind of redeem yourself for things that other men have done in a girl's past? I would say that runs on a personal basis. It's not like, I don't know, that's hard to explain. I would say everybody comes with their own baggage. Yeah, that was a deep one. uh, Not that you need to, like, make up for something that another guy did, but it's it's kind of like one of those points where, yeah, it's like I need to kind of tread lightly around this topic or, like, you know, ease into mm-hmm. this realm of whatever that thing is. Like, if we're going to be talking about this, it's going to have to be yeah. like terms kind of a thing. Yeah, especially if it's going to be, like, a long-term thing. You're going to get to the point where, like, whatever that one thing was that, you know, went so sour, like, you're going to have to get over that. and you like to reconcile. Yeah, you know, commit to that with that person. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you know, I don't think I really need to apologize for it, but, like whoever the other person is and I would have to come to like a mutual agreement on where we're both at mentally about whatever yeah. that yeah. thing is. There has to be some form of communication. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm pretty confident in myself personally. Like I've never done any, any shady shit. Like I try, I try to be a gentleman for the most part. And um, I don't feel like I need to make up for other people's shortcomings. I just need to be confident in the things that I do and the way that I carry myself. And that will speak for itself. Okay, I've always wondered about that because I feel like there's the nice guys finish last, like that kind of thing. And I'm like, but do you really like? I mean, real what's real like, shit. What's really happening? I do see the majority of women our age just going for some trash ass dudes just because they either got money or it's somebody mm-hmm. that they liked in high school that didn't like them back or drugs or you know anything. It's it's lots of petty nonsense, and I just can't. I just can't. But I it. but I feel like the, the older we get, the more the the gauges changes, like going more towards our. See, you would think that, but like I I watched my dad dating like 
my whole time in high school because my parents are divorced and I saw the horrors of that and it doesn't seem to get any better. It just gets more niche. You find the niche, you stick in it, and then those are the kind of people you attract and are attracted to and it's a shame. It's all about your own self-image. I mean, mm-hmm. you could change and adapt Absolutely. to whatever's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely, but the majority that. of people fall into their niche and they stay there. I will, so I, I know Jose knows this about me, but like my background is I, you know, dated for, from like after high school through beauty school and stuff. And then I was married for a time. And then now I have been single for a year um, after a divorce. So I feel like I've had two very different dating experiences. So I kind of get what you're saying. So like I have went out with a surgeon from UK and he was honestly the worst person one of the worst people that I've been out with in my dating life I know him I'm from around here is he from Lexington do you know that no oh, he's wow. from Greece yeah right so I was, I was like thinking I was hitting the jackpot. I was like, I've got Greek, I've got surgeon. Like, we are winning. We were not winning. It was not. It was. It wasn't bad. I will not throw him under the bus and say that it was all bad. But I, he was older, and I guess that in my so like on my profiles, I have the range of like twenty five to thirty one. And I'm 26. I feel like that's like mostly in the middle, but I am like aiming for older men. I would say, thinking that they are more mature. No, they are not. not. Yeah, like it's a very common misconception the, for, tell you for a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's just Something. not really and like the ones that trick you it, into thinking they do yeah, have it, it together. Those are the ones that really don't have anything together. Those are the ones together. spinning plates yeah. in their lives in shambles, and you just aren't aware of it. Yeah, he still lived in college in like college apartments, and I'm like, dude, you're a surgeon. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but um, he might be really good with money, and I really just screwed it all up. But you know, that's it. Um, so I want your all's opinion on my third date curse. I have not made it past three dates with a guy. I'm like really throwing myself out here, and since I've been single in this time. Is that like a cutoff that you're like, yep, no, this ain't gonna go anywhere? <laughs> like, is what what is the male's perspective of? I that? usually know by the first date. The end of the first date, you already have it figured out if you're gonna go out again or not. And I mean, I feel like it's kind of hard to mess up the first date. Like, you just yeah. kind of got to be yourself. There's not just really any anything you need to do or be, but. You know, no. you. I, I feel like personally, I pretty quickly realize if, you know, the person and I are going to mesh enough to do something again or more than the first date. I don't know. I'm pretty awkward. So, like, and, like, I don't really like first, like, first impressions can, like, go a lot of ways. So, there's always, like, the second date's kind of, like, the time where you, like, get to get to that point. And then, like, I guess the third, by then, is, like, when you get to realize it, if it's, like, oh, the first one was definitely a mistake or like oh no like that was just uh it was a fluke you know so for me i think definitely mm. like number two i would say of all the girls i've gone out with the ones that i've made it past the first date i've gone on 
at least like five dates with that girl. Like I feel like it's either one or like None. several or yeah, like you know, I, I usually feel like I can figure it out by the first date. I don't know, I'll just say whatever stops being fun. So the third date thing would get on your all's nerves too, because it drives me nuts. Like Yeah, it would so probably piss me off if, you know, I met somebody that I liked and thought we were hitting it off and then it just died after the third yeah, date. Yeah, because like like I said, after the second one you've kind of got a good idea and then by the third one you're just like, Okay, like this might be going somewhere and then boom. Mm -hmm. I do kind of agree with Jose on that. I feel like the first dates, I do think that it's either an extreme yes or an extreme no, because I feel like first dates, everybody is on such a performance and it's just human nature. You're wanting to make your best impression. And so that's like the person's personality on like steroids. And then the second date is when you like start to really see them because the guards are down yeah yeah exactly um is have you guys ever been on a date that you have had to um or felt the need to escape from or um have you ever like ended a date early like i'm guess i'm asking for mainly horror (laughs) stories now um no i can't i can't think of any like any time where like I've met up with someone and been like, no, like, this has got, like, this has got to stop. Like, it's always I got been, a story. like, it's, I mean, it's I have pretty like, pleasant. like, a spur of the moment thing, but it's, it's <laughs> he's over here rubbing his hands, like, oh, I can't wait to It was like, it happened at the bar thing, and then it <laughs> So, one time, I uh, matched with this girl on Tinder, and we started, you know, texting for a little bit, and then we, we set up, like, a little dinner date, and we went out on this little dinner date, and it was really... You know, it was really nice. We we talked really, like, cohesively. You know, things were going very smoothly. And uh, then she, she said she had to work, and she called into work to continue to hang out with me the rest of that day. And I was like, damn, like, this is, this is pretty nice. Like, yeah. she's, like, obviously digging me, you know. She's about to cancel, like, call into work to, to hang out with me. So then we go to this um, this park, and we start – you know, walking around and we're just talking and hanging out and we find this spot to, uh, to sit down and, and the conversations get a little bit more intimate. And then, you know, we start making out and stuff and, you know, within about the first five seconds of, of kissing her, I realized that I did not want to be with her anymore at that place because she had this really weird thing where she would bite my lips really, really hard. And, after probably 15 oh, seconds God. of kissing, she had bit my lip so hard that my lip was bleeding. So I was like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, I need to get back. Like, I got some homework and stuff I need to do. Like, I'm kind of busy. Like, I need to get back. And she was like, oh, like, you know, are you sure? Like, it, you know, it, it's pretty early. Like, we could still hang out. And I was just like, no, no. Like, I, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I need to go. I, I need to leave. And uh, I don't think I ever, ever talked to her again after that. I lived in lead on the on the entire drive home, <laughs> so I, I won't forget that. But it was it was instantaneous. It was one of those things where it's just like, oh my god, I I can't be here anymore. This is too much for me. I have been watching the Vampire Diaries, and the whole time I'd be like, I would be like, are you a vampire? <laughs> like, what's happening? Why are you doing this? Like, why are you like, yeah. that's, oh, that'd be weird. That's, that's scary. Um, She's wanted to ask. 
I had a guy nuzzle me like a cat one time. Like, we were sitting on the couch, and he, like, took his head and, like, rubbed it in the crook of my neck. And I was like, um, what's happening right now? So, I I get that. I will say that I have escaped from two dates. One of them, I did the whole fake a phone call, and I was so over it that I was not even um, acting well. Like, my friend that did the phone call for me, she was like, I, I didn't even believe that over the phone, and I was part of the lie. And I was like, um, yeah, I, like, was running out of there. Like, this dude was about to follow me. Like, it was so a creeper, real right? bad. Yeah, it was like, uh, do you anyone... mind if we ask, like, what set you off? What was the... Driving away fact, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, I'll give the I'll give the backstory of that. So, um, we went to um, Cinco de Mayo downtown, um, and he first off he did not look anything like his pictures. Okay, on Bumble. Yeah, he did not look anything like his pictures on Bumble. Um, he was really dramatic to start with like this was at I wouldn't I mean it was at least in May maybe early June maybe late June I don't know I I tend to disassociate with things that I don't like so I'm having to like dig this up from the depths of my of my subconscious here but he we were outside and he was like oh I was about to pass out from standing in this parking lot and I was like dude it's like 85 degrees but okay and everyone was sitting in the patio and so we had to go inside and sit there's no one sitting inside like this was like pretty soon like post the big big quarantine so like restaurants were just now starting to open so we were like the only people in there um he was rude to the waiter so that was like a first thing like i i mean obviously so this is called tequilaing time. I did an episode. I recorded it at the Mexican restaurant. Like the Mexican restaurants are my jam. That's my happy place. And like I befriend all the waiters. So not only were you rude to a waiter, but you were rude to a waiter at a Mexican restaurant. And so I'm already offended. Like, yeah. <laughs> like those are my friends. Stop. And um, he played with his beard the entire time we talked and ate. Like, if he did not have a food in his hand, he had his hands in his beard. And that was just gross. Um, he had queso literally all over him, go- dripping down his <laughs> arm, out coming out of his mouth. It was just a lot. He was telling me, well, he, so he was in law school. And he was just flexing that so hard. Like flexing that he was part of like the UK alumni club where he gets to wear like the blue jackets at the UK games and he gets tickets to the UK games and I'm like cool I get tickets to the UK games too I buy them like just giving like off weird flexes told me weird a weird story about so I mean Jose knows that my family's big Disney family and I'm I mentioned that he was like, well, I went to Disney world one time and I met this girl and we went back to her room and her husband was in there watching us hook up. And that was so weird. And I was like, okay, that's not the Disney story I wanted to hear you tell. Don't talk about them. Yeah, you don't bring that up. You just don't talk about them. Yeah. And it was just a lot. And I, 
and he just gave me like kind of like creeper vibes like I was gonna end up in a in an if I can't have you nobody can kind of situation so I literally like called my best friend and was like I'm gonna need you to call and pretend to be someone and make me come home right now and she did and I was just like yeah I gotta go do you want me to get this do you want me to pay for this and he was like no I got it I was like okay cool bye and they're like I didn't even eat my food like I just couldn't and there was a table of like guys the next like a couple tables over and I swear they started laughing when I got up because I think yeah, they, they were, knew what they happened yeah they watched like, it all go down for sure it was very obvious and I blocked him on every social media that I could find him on we were not even social media friends but I did not <laughs> want to chance anything it was probably that was the only time I've ever escaped a date but it just it was just not gonna be there and I was just like I can't I just can't handle it and I felt bad I was like I should not have done that but I couldn't even fake it at this point (laughs) and I have kicked one person I made them leave one time just because they asked super offensive questions they asked um they asked about you know my previous relationship like, again, just because I know Jose, he's met my ex-husband and knows him, and we are amicable through our divorce. And he asked, like, a very offensive question about him. He asked very personal questions. It was, like, asking me to rate him while we were on the date and, like, how I, how it was going and what he thought dinner was and what I thought the date was going like. And I said, we're just eating and talking. I don't think this deep about anything in my Damn. entire life. But once he started saying offensive things about people in my life that he didn't even know, I literally was like, you're going to leave. We're going to get our separate checks and you're going to go. And that's the only time I've ever done that. But I feel like it's really important to stand your ground on either side. If someone did that for me, first off, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, shit, I can't believe I was that bad. Someone had to kick me out. But like it's i'm very into like if you're not feeling it and you're getting bad vibes right yeah so that kind of brings me into another thing with you guys do you as males because i feel like as females we have a lot of safety concerns in dating do you guys have those safety concerns oh oh i've got one of my biggest fears and i don't know if this is just because like because my parents ingrained it or not and I guess, too, because of all, like, the, a lot of the stuff that's coming out on the news, too. But it's, like, being accused of, like, raping someone, that, for me, like, mm-hmm. has become one of, like, the biggest things that, like, that worries me. Because, like, I've always tried to treat people with respect and, like, be nice and stuff. But, like, you never know when, like, you get the rotten apple or the wrong person. You could person. just piss a girl off. Exactly. And she could say it, and just the accusation. Yeah, exactly. No proof ever found. The accusation can ruin your life. Yeah, it can just like mm-hmm. it's a that for me has always been just like something that's been like okay, yeah, that that is a real fear. <laughs> that's reminding you of the same. Yeah, Jesus fuck. But that like honestly, that would probably be one of the only things. But I mean, I guess that's comparatively that's not as bad as what it could be and i mean if you know if your imagination's the limit mm-hmm. maybe waking up chained to something with no hope of escape <laughs> in not a good way no but i feel like <laughs> that, but i feel like that would like, be the way that we're talking about it that's like that's not even a real concern uh, to yeah us. no it's like not. but like 
I'm a that, big dude. Like, yeah. It take a lot. For a lot of women, that's, like, a very real concern. But you have to drug me or stick me with something, because, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get caught. So, on first dates, because a lot of what something I ran into is a lot of guys are like, well, why don't you come over and I'll make you dinner? I see that as such a red flag if they're immediately trying to get me to come to their home instead of having a public first meet. Do you find that to be something that you, like, do you guys agree with that? Do you think that's, like, an ulterior motive to have a first hangout at their house? I think it just depends if you're if you're trying to get down and dirty or not. I mean, I feel like the girl still kind of holds the power yeah. in that situation yeah. where she could be like, Oh, yeah. no, I'd rather go, you know, like, wherever. And if the guy says no, then obviously, you know, that was yeah. a problem. But if he says well, yes, then, like, right, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, yeah maybe he didn't just... genuinely thought it was a good idea. Yeah, that's that's the metric, I think. But it's like, on the flip side, if a girl were to, like, ask me to, like, come over, I feel like that would be the gauge, green like, of a green light, okay, like, oh, this might be something a little bit more frisky, versus, like, oh, maybe we'll, like, she asks to go out to eat somewhere, and I'm like, okay, like, she wants to th- take things a little bit slower. Yeah, but for a first date with a person off a dating app, like, you never really know I mean, I have who no that people, person is. I have no people, like, maybe not because of Tinder, but have, like, gone to see a chick and got robbed. Like, that's a real thing that happens. Yeah, it's definitely a real it's thing. It's a mm-hmm. very common thing, at least, you know, around these parts. But maybe in Louisville or something, like, it would definitely be a problem. But yeah, I don't have any real fear, I don't think. I'm pretty confident in being able to handle it, whatever happens. Yeah, I feel like you guys get the, of course, I mean, I'm not saying that nothing could happen to a guy, but, like, a girl, if you're, like, not only going over to their house, or, like you said, having them come over to your house, you just, I feel like it's just such a, like, a way to put you into a situation to where you could, like, just be in an uncomfortable or a situation. It just, it it does kind of suck for the good guys because you could be like a Michelin chef and like be just wanting to cook for the girl instead of going out. But they're like, well, you might murder me yeah, or you might. Because that's, a, in your that's a real problem. That's a thing that happens. And it's a shame that that happens, but it does. I've actually had um, a girl from Tinder tell me, be like, damn, like I'm kind of upset that like we never like met up and like went on a date. And I was like, like, well, why, why didn't we, like, what was the turning off, like, factor? And she was like, well, nothing of you specifically. She's like, I was just scared that, like, you might be a murderer or something. And I'm like, okay, okay like, yeah, like, all right. Crap, like, well, I feel like maybe going to, like, a public first date or a couple dates can, I feel like I would hope that you can weed out the murderers that way, but. Yeah, I guess you never know. Didn't yeah, that, that's an chance. interesting yeah. thing that I. That that's interesting. Um, okay, so we could only record for sixty minutes and we're up to fifty. Like we have had quite the conversation. Okay, so, I guess if you guys could say anything to um the female population about dating, like I want advice to girls from a guy. I want you guys each to give your best advice. Um you have the power. of the time, if a girl shoots her shot, it's going to work. Dudes hate, at least for me, I hate making the first move. It's the most awkward, annoying shit. Like, if you take the tension out 
and you make the first move, it's almost always going to work, at least for a little bit. It may not amount to anything, but you're going to get at least a conversation out of it. Like, you have the power. Use okay. the power. Oh, shit, I'm over here spinning the wheels. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I have to... Advice. I wish you would have asked us this at the beginning. We could have been thinking about it throughout the... I've been thinking about it. Damn, he's already having my <laughs> It could be as simple or as deep as you want. I would just say maybe go into things with like an open mind. You know, some some guys maybe, you know, it's more of the nice guys than like the bad guys, like bad boys or whatever. But like just because a dude doesn't hit you with a super smooth finesse line, you know, doesn't mean he's he's a, a chump or a fucking loser. In, like in all honesty, like it's not it's not all the time, but most of the time the dudes that are good are good because they're fuckboys. Like, you really gotta work on your fuckboy radar because y'all be slipping hard and it's really obvious to us because we're men and we just see it from the outside in. We don't understand how it happens, but y'all really gotta work on that. It is yeah. rough out there. It's almost kind of weird, like, why is it that how the dude it that bad? walks up and tells the girl that he's gonna take her and fuck her in the back room and how does that work out? How does he actually end up going home and fucking her later that night? Yeah, how does that work out? Yeah, because it does. That, Very yeah, often does that, that is work the world out. We live in. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why frats are always lit. It's because that's why dudes join frats. Guaranteed <laughs> they join frats to fuck chicks. Bitches. Yeah, you're guaranteed you're pussy when you go. The Brad Chads and Chads. Yeah, no, and Chads are the problem. Like it's it's <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Like it's so obvious to us, but y'all seem so blind. It's just, it's dumbfounded. It just doesn't make any sense. Jose? All right, Jose, have um, your wheels turned? Well, I guess it's just, uh, I guess it's kind of, what they were saying kind of contradicts what I was about to say, but, like, I guess every every dude is different, so going kind of like what Jason said, going with an open mind, like, don't let previous people ruin what could be a better happiness you know true because like but definitely learn from what yeah, yeah learn from your mistakes. mistakes for sure but like don't let someone cripple you for life yeah don't be afraid to take a step towards something because that it might be fucked you over Just in the past get out it of may your also, zone a little bit. yeah it may be that whoever's trying to hit on you is stepping out of their comfort zone yeah. so don't you know, immediately squash them or just because it wasn't make them feel shitty. Yeah, because yeah, they didn't feel get you off. Yeah, yeah. Off Fucking line. as much as we don't want to admit it, men have emotions, and that shit hurts sometimes, y'all. Like it really just fucking throws you out of whack for a week or so. You're just like, damn, what did I do? Like, like I saw this the Seed Harmony commercial earlier today, and all of those poor men look broken. Yeah, like every single one of them look destroyed. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that was it, really good advertising it, or what. At but. the end of the day, we have feelings and we do want companionship. It's not, it's, it's a human need. You don't just don't have it because you're a manly man and like you can't feel things. Like as much as you want to believe that, it's not the truth for anybody. Okay. Well, that's some good advice. You guys have been awesome. You have opened my mind a lot. Like, literally, I was just sitting here, like, mouth open, just like, wow, that's a great point. So I'm super thankful for you guys um, to do this. Um, again, uh, that's great. I wanted some opinions and other perspective because I can only give the perspective as a girl seeking a male so hearing from the other side has been awesome so i just want to say thank you guys yeah, so much no problem thanks for having us anytime thank you
Yeah, for sure. We might have to do a part two later cool, on. Sounds like, good. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, just shoot us a text and we'll Perfect. figure something out. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. And I'm going to do my media of the week now. So all you right. all are free Thanks. to go. See you. You're welcome. Bye. Okay, so that was completely awesome. I want to say thank you again to Jose, Chase, and, and Harley for giving me their opinions on... I've got the hiccups, guys. I told you all that drink was strong. <laughs> um, On dating, girls, just giving me all their opinions. I appreciated it so, so, so much. So, let's get into our media of the week. Um... I say that like I have it. I want to talk about Let's talk about Spotify. This is such a random media of the week, but here we go. We're going to go into it. So first off, one of the good things about Spotify is tequila and time is available to listen to on Spotify. Thank you to Anchor for doing that for me because honestly I would have no idea how to put a podcast on Spotify but Anchor does it for me. Here's an extra mini ad that I'm just doing because it is awesome. I don't know how to add anything and I'm bad at technology and I have a whole podcast so I'm glad that there is a um, software that allows me to do that. Um, My favorite thing about Spotify is I can put in what I'm feeling and search for a playlist and I can find a curated playlist for exactly how I'm feeling at the moment. Like if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling happy, if I want to party, if I want to cry, if I want to scream, everything that I want to do, I can find a playlist for. And it's so funny. I love to look at this and laugh. If you go through my Spotify saved playlist, you can tell what mood I was in when I was saving these playlists. And I just find that really funny. Um, it's such a different media of the week to do. But y'all get you a good Spotify playlist and listen to them. I mean, some of my favorite ones are country songs to cry to, drunk white girls love to scream to these. There's one called How to Make a Baby. Y'all know what that one's for. Um, yeah, there's good Spotify playlists and I love it. So that's a short and sweet media of the week because we had that long interview. But again, so grateful to you guys, Jose, Chasen, and Harley. Um, I'm just so thankful for you guys to give me your opinions. Um, I loved hearing from you guys. And hearing y'all's perspectives. So shout out for y'all again. That's awesome. So we're done guys. This has been such a fun episode. I'm so excited for it. And happy for it. And I just want to say. You all have a good week. Fall is here. I'm looking at the temperature right now. And it's 72 degrees. And I just love it. I'm probably going to go sit on my patio under my lights. And chill for a little bit. Before I go to bed. And um. You all enjoy it. Make sure you take a shot for me. Take a shot for our new friends. So that's four shots, guys. But drink responsibly. And have a great week. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.